we tend to focus a lot more on what's not working well. And we typically overlook or don't pay enough attention to our successes. So don't do that. Don't do that. Go back and be like, there are more things working well. It's got to put them in there. Got to think a little bit harder on that. Okay. This exercise will really help you think about how you want to show up in 2022. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friend. OMG. It is the end of 2021. I am so excited you're here. I'm so excited you've chosen to spend your time with me. I can't tell you how much that means. I am so excited and mystified that we have gone through yet another year. Definitely that saying, the what is it? The days go slow, but the years go fast. That is so true. Sometimes it feels like these days are slogging on forever, and then all of a sudden, the blink of the eye, here we are, end of the year. Hopefully, you have some downtime, and we're also getting pumped for 2022. In case this is our first time meeting, welcome. I'm Ruthu. I help ambitious women business owners with growing businesses wake up with a plan that works. And it is your end, and there is so much pressure to be thinking about goals for next year and year-end planning and all that stuff for like 2022, right? I feel like this, it starts the beginning of December, and it's like this pressure cooker of stress of how I already should be planning for next year. I do believe that's super important. As you know, I'm a huge planner. I loves me some planning. But actually, I am not doing my 2022 planning until the beginning of January, or perhaps it'll, and that will probably take me until like mid-January. There is a slight chance, so no, 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 let's just back up on that. It's just happening then, okay? Because uh, I, I just have so much to wrap up right now. And I feel like in the past, that has stressed me out. This stressed me out thinking I have to have it all buttoned up before the end of the year, when what I really want to be doing in December is feeling really good about the goals that I started, that things I can put a bow on them that both professionally and personally. So like some goals I had for myself in November that I haven't finished, like a new automation series or getting my assets and systems organized, you know, for this year so that I start off next year feeling really in control or getting my team members on board with some of the updated expectations and how we're going to be doing some things that are changing. So Personally, on the personal basis, I have the same kind of things. I'm like, oh, I really want to finish. We're actually doing a lot of some like personal finance stuff with wills and want to get that on the good place. I have a little bit of decluttering I'm going to do in between that Christmas and New Year's because we're home this year. And personally, on Saturday, I shredded I shredded papers for about two hours. Yes, I know what you're thinking. That girl has such an exciting life. How can I live this life like her on Saturday shredding? But you know what? I was like, I want to get on top of these paper piles before the end of the year. So all that to say is 
I got plenty on my plate before I need to start thinking about everything I want to do next year. And I'm not recommending that's what you do. Maybe you feel more comfortable getting all that brainstorming and planning time in now, and maybe you've already done it and you're like way ahead of the game. But if it's not you, I would encourage you to not feel bad that you're not there yet because there's so many other things to wrap up. Oh, hello. And plus the holidays and freaking family everywhere and gifts and school things and all that stuff that happens at the end of the year that also is taking up so much mental brain space, emotional bandwidth. And of course, just physically, we can be kind of, you know, kind of give way there too. So all that to say is I'm going to do it in January, but given that, like given that I'm going to do that planning January, there are two year end questions that I ask myself. And this is kind of what I've been doing brainstorming around because answering these two questions have already started paving the way for my goals and priorities in 2022. And I know that they will continue to to do that because I'm still going to be thinking about them. And I want to go through these questions with you because I think if you don't do any of that planning right now, like that's fine, but start like sitting on and thinking about these two questions. It's, they're really going to guide you. They're kind of big picture thinking questions. They don't require like spreadsheets and profit loss statements and calculations for revenue and how many clients you need and metrics and prospecting, all that kind of stuff. It's not about that. These questions really help me and will help you wrap your head around the direction and the create the roadmap for your business, for your growth, for your family, for your relationships. It's sort of like, what is that? How do you want that to feel? How do you want that to look? Because once you kind of answer these, then it's going to give you some of those answers because I feel like even the planning can be really overwhelming. All right. So let's jump in. And my usual, let's make this as simple as possible style because girl, we do not need anything more complicated in our lives. These questions are super simple. Yeah. Like I said, if you sit with them and really think them through and how you can leverage these learnings, you can get a ton of insight and direction out of them. Also caveat here before I jump in one last thought. You do need to write or journal on these to truly have the breakthroughs or the ahas or just the impact, right? So what I did was I go, I go, I try to go on walks most days if it's not raining or absolutely terrible weather. I'll go on these walks and I started thinking about these things, about these questions and the answers to it. But then later in the day, I wrote them down. Uh, later in that week, I brainstormed around them. I kind of made my two lists. So we'll talk about that. And there's that's like where the ahas happen. Okay, so. Let's put pen to paper on this or, you know, fingers to digital keyboard, whatever it is, let's get it out of your head because you can think on this even after all I'm saying or afterwards, but it's really not going to do a lot until you really start journaling, writing on it, brainstorming it. That's when the magic happens. All right. So the first question is, drum roll, please. What worked well? It's a simple three word question. What worked well? Let's start on a positive note and celebrate some successes and identify the things that worked in your favor over the year. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but we tend to let go of the things that work well so we can focus on the things that are not working well. Okay. Or we've just gotten so overwhelmed with the day-to-day hecticness of everything that it's easy to let go of things that are working in our favor simply because maybe like it's part of a system or part of a routine. So it feels a little bit of rote and maybe it's not challenging anymore. And that just kind of goes by the wayside. So you can make room for improvements in other areas. 
Okay, but this is really a shame and just so ass backwards. Like, why do we do this? We let go of things that work well. (laughs) We do this all the time. Instead, we should be thinking, um, hello, can I please do more of the thing that's working well? Because that's worked really well for us. So instead of letting it go, I should be amping this up or getting some more reinforcements and support around it or automating in a way so it doesn't fall through the cracks and leverage those lessons, the things that are really working well to other parts of your business, to other parts of your life, right? Like if things that are working well are about delegating or systemizing or boundaries, well, if I know that's working well, how do I take those lessons and apply it to other areas? All right. So let me give you some examples because I want to really illustrate this and bring this to life. Okay. So when I was thinking about things that work well for me, One that was really helpful for me is that I got more tasks and responsibilities off my plate this year than in years, right? In full transparency, uh, for years, years, I thought I was the only one that could do certain tasks or I had thoughts around uh, things costing too much or investing too much in it. So it would like cut away at my profit or... Uh, certain things I was like, well, I probably could train somebody, but it's too painful. So I may as well just do it myself. There was always some type of excuse that was keeping me as sort of that bottleneck and just keeping me overwhelmed and at full capacity with things I didn't need to be doing. But 2020 and 2021, I say, were my years of expanding my team and delegating the heck out of my life and my business. But this worked really well because it gave me time and brain space to create this podcast. Hello, almost 100 episodes in. It allowed me to streamline my services and redefine my ideal client and think about how I wanted to offer, you know, put my offerings out in the world and what kind of packages I wanted to create and the revenue streams and basically this bigger thinking, right? The thinking about the bigger picture. So this worked really well for me. And when I started writing these down, remember I said, put pen to paper, I actually started listing out these things. It was so much more clear what that common denominator was, right? The common denominator was, oh, I am delegating a lot more, But here's the thing, that actually wasn't the biggest aha for me. Once I started writing that down, I realized, okay, I've always known I need to delegate, but it was more about delegating things that I was convinced that I could only do. Okay. I think I've always delegated, but there were certain things that was like a roadblock for me that I was like, there's, there's just no way no, and someone else couldn't do it. And I figured out some ways for those to happen this year. And so in that sense, now I think, now I'm thinking for next year, what are the things that I believe, I truly have this belief set that only I can do? And is there another creative way to get it done by somebody else, like delegate it or find experts, like a complete, not even someone I'm hiring like me personally, but like an entire different company that could do this thing that I believe only I can do, which by the way, totally gets me out of my comfort zone, right? But because I could write that down, I was like, this has gone beyond delegation. The common thing here is that these are things I always believed I could, someone else couldn't do. And now I want to start applying that to other places and, and thinking like, okay, so how do I get that root of that learning? How do I leverage it to other parts of my business and my life? So And a personal note, maybe is it like, am I really the only one who can cook for my family? My husband doesn't cook. My kids don't cook. So it's always been like, I'm the one who has to do it. But really? Like now I'm like, can can we hire someone to do this? 
do we invest in those meal services? I'm not crazy about those, but like what, like there are other options. Does somebody cook for us for the week and like drop it off so we have it for the week? Like there are ways that I'm exploring now because I'm like, just because I'm the only, maybe had the only one with the talent or the skill in the house doesn't mean I'm the only one who can do it. Okay. So that's what I mean by think about what's working well and then start leveraging it and applying it to other areas of your life. Another thing that worked really well for me is that I invested a lot of time and energy this last 18 months in systemizing. Okay. It's not easy. <laughs> I'm not going to say I, it, it was a little bit painful, but I have systems to a point where they are so detailed that it's hard for someone doing the work to get it totally off, right? Like for things to go totally awry that when I bring on somebody new or we're making additions or changes in the team, it's not to say everything goes perfectly. Like, let me tell you, I am tweaking these all the freaking time, all the time we're, we're updating them, we're tweaking them, we're improving them because yeah, there are miscommunications or there are steps I've left out or there are things I'm not thinking about that someone else is thinking about. And so we're constantly updating it. But I started with this foundation of these super detailed systems. This is also something I do with my clients. And it's that painful part, but it, but once it's there, it's like that investment is so worth it. So now I'm thinking, all right, how do I continue to do this in 2022? This worked well. How do I leverage this, this idea of that detailed systemizing to other parts of my business or other parts of my personal life? Like where do I need a system? So now this starts really helping me think through my priorities and the goals and you know how I want to feel, where the direction I want to go with my business and personal life in 2022. So an example would be, um, you know, a system that I created that's also, of course, ties into delegating because I've created a system and now I need, I want to get things off my plate with it, uh, is one of the things I did was the outreach that I'm doing, like the outreach either to other podcasts or to other companies for training or other speaking engagements or even reaching out with one-on-one with clients. So there's a lot of outreach, right, to go out and market. And um, my marketing manager right now is handling probably half of that process, and I'm still handling the other half. Okay, so there's a lot that I've gotten off, but there's still some that I'm holding onto. And now I know, you know what, based on what I said earlier, that I can delegate things I didn't think I could do, and I can systemize it. I had this opportunity to get this almost completely off my plate, which will require a very detailed system. But now I'm more confident knowing like I can get there. Again, so when I'm thinking about what I want to continue to do, to do well, this becomes a springboard for my goals and my priority development in 2022. So personally, I create quarterly goals and then I focus, I do the quarterly for over the year, I do the four quarters, and but I really focus on the first quarter, like the next 90 days. And I start really thinking about the actions there. So all of this feeds into that giant plan, that annual plan for me. All right. And you know what, I could do another episode on how I do that, but that is one to let you know that that's how this feeds in. All right, and then, and again, all of that came from one question, what worked well? So you may have guessed, or maybe not, but the other, the next question, the second very insightful question is, drum roll please, what didn't work well? This time is just four words. What didn't work well? Okay, can we please do less of that? It's so funny because sometimes it's what we doesn't work well is still what we're focusing on. And I don't know why, but again, it's just like a natural instinct. So I think this question we really take for granted because at first glance, you might be thinking, well, if it didn't go well, why would I keep doing it? 
right? It seems nonsensical. Like, why would we do that? Yet we do the things that don't work well all the time. Again, we might just be just so far into the weeds. We're feeling really overwhelmed. We're just keeping our head above water. So it's almost like you don't have the time or presence or energy to step back and ask ourselves, is this really the best use of my time? Is this really the best use of my energy? Is this really the best use of my resources? And so sometimes this requires some analysis, like, wait, maybe the amount of time I'm putting into this is not getting me the results that I wanted or desired or thought that they would. Like maybe you analyze the year and you recognize you spent a lot of time on a certain service, but then you recognize this is really just such a small part of our revenue that's not worth the time and the effort we're putting in. It just doesn't pay out. We're we're putting in so much more time. Or maybe it's like a marketing strategy, like, Maybe you've been going to a networking meeting every week, every Wednesday for the whole year. And that that takes like two hours every week, okay? And you've not gotten any business out of it. But it's just become a part of your routine. And there's an expectation of other people, so you keep doing it, but it's not yielding the results. So we're still doing it. But anyway, so you know that's why you kind of have to step back and really think this through. Like, what are the things that I'm doing consistently? or that I'm delivering on that aren't give aren't the best use of my time or my energy and resources. They're really just not working well. Other examples of things that are not working well is that maybe you're just doing too many things yourself, kind of like what I was talking about earlier, where the last many years prior to this last 18 months was me. I, you're like, you're the writer, you're the branding person, you're the ad lady, you're the trainer, you're the consultant, you're doing the financials, you're handling the calendar, you're doing all the admin work, like you're just doing so much. And this is not working well. You're overstretched. You're spread too thin. You are like so stressed out, my friend. And so what are the changes that you can make in this situation? Where, where is an area, just going to start step by step by step, what's going to have the biggest impact for you that you can outsource, that you can delegate, that you can hire out, that you can automate, that you can get to somebody else and get it off your plate to do it. And it could sometimes be a technology as well, right? Like, where is that? Because this is not working. This idea that you're spread too thin is just not working for you. This is not the freedom and flexibility that you wanted, that you signed up for, that you started your business for. You didn't like do this so you could be on your phone the entire time when your kids are trying to talk to you, or you feel like it's so stressful that they're trying to talk to me instead of actually being present for them. No bueno. Okay. So like I mentioned also at home, if you're doing um, similarly, just too many things and you're trying to meet too many expectations for too many people, then that's not working out for you. So maybe instead you've got to put up some better boundaries or have weekly family meetings to spread their responsibilities. Let's spread the wealth, shall we, between all of us or outsource or come up with a plan like a payment for bills or paperwork or for the laundry or for the carpools or for the meal planning or for the cooking or whatever the heck, whatever else it is. Okay. Or hello, maybe you haven't taken care of yourself and your exercise and your health always takes the back seat. I'm going to tell you that's not working out so well for you. Now, is it right? You have this mental stress, this load. You really have no outlet to get anything out because you're running around doing all the things. So this is not working out well. So what changes will you make here? Again, this typically has to do with boundaries. So it has to do with maybe some tough conversations. Maybe it's hiring a trainer. Maybe it's letting your team know you're unavailable at a certain time. Maybe it's getting up earlier, whatever the heck it is, but it's not working well. 
And I really, really, really encourage you one more time to write these out because I'm telling you, as you actually see them listed, that's when the, oh my gosh, moments happen. That's when the ahas happen. This is all guidance to your goals and your priorities for your next year, for your next quarter, just even for your next month, right? Because they they feel so big. So let's just start small. Let's just go week by week, month by month, and start implementing some of the changes to get you to things that are working better, right? All the things are working well and start making the changes on the things that are not working well. So at the end, you know, your, your list might be more equal or hopefully a lot more of things working well, because here's what ends, what happens. Essentially you end up with these two lists, right? On one side, if you have, if you can picture this, you're writing this down you have two columns and the left is like, what's worked well, what's not working well. And the stuff that is working and at work or it worked at one time, you want to amp this up and get, or just get back to it. Right. And the stuff that is not working, you want to dial it down or eliminate it, which means you could completely get rid of it altogether or outsource it or delegate it or, you know, just something that's off your plate or create some kind of system around it. Um, and by the way, I'm just I'm no, in no way suggesting that any of these changes, like what to keep or what to get rid of, are necessarily simple. I mean, sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, right? And they take a lot of work and they take time. But if you have the awareness of them in the first place, then you can start taking those small actions to get you closer to your goals. If you keep operating heads down and this is how things are, so this is how things are going to be, Ain't nothing going to change, lady, not in your business and not in your personal life. You will continue to drown in stress and overwhelm and anxiety, and it is definitely not what I want for you. And I know that you don't want that for you because it's definitely not why you you know, are, have this lifestyle that you have. It's not why you started your business. This is not why you what you wanted with your family and with your, with your career. So by the way, at this point, it would behoove me not to mention that if you are a woman with a growing small business and you're looking for support as you grow, grow as you scale, while drastically reducing stress and overwhelm, then please consider coaching with me. I help you get control of your biz life and your home life through creating structures and routines and systems and by redefining your boundaries and delegating so you get the freedom and the flexibility you crave. So if you want to find out more about it, if you like what you're hearing, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching, lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. And I would love to help you get the support you need and that you deserve. All right, my lovely, you know, I always love to leave you with a challenge. You have spent your time with me. I want to make it totally 100% worth it. So today's next step is to answer these two questions. What is working well? What isn't working well? Take that sheet of paper, or get on your you know, digital something, make two columns and brainstorm. Also, if you're not working well list is a lot longer than the working well list, don't despair, right? These are opportunities for improvement. But also I challenge you to go back to the what's working well list and dig a little deeper at the smaller things there because we tend to focus on the bad. Yes, we do, ladies, we do. We tend to focus a lot more on what's not working well, and we typically overlook or don't pay enough attention to our successes. So don't do that. Don't do that. Go back and be like, there are more things working well. It's got to put them in there. Got to think a little bit harder on that. Okay, this exercise will really help you think about how you want to show up in 2022 
uh, the support you want to get in your goal setting. And whenever you decide is the right time to do that again, this isn't for like, we have to do this today for me, it's going to be like early to mid January. So I can sit with these thoughts and these next steps over the next week or so. And I've already been letting it soak in the last couple of weeks. And I know then my planning is going to be a lot easier. All right. So uh, last time, if you're looking to put up better boundaries, get out of that constant reactivity mode, get systems in place and feel less overwhelmed, we should talk. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash coaching. Uh, no high pressure, anything. It's not me. I hope you will just take that leap of faith and connect so we can get to know each other. All right, my sweet, 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 sweet friend. I'm wishing you a very, very happy holiday season, bright and positive kickoff to your new year. You are amazing. You are strong. You can do hard things and know that you are so loved. As always, you are the best for showing up here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, your loving vibes and positive energy, and know that I am always sending them right back your way. See you in the new year. Bye-bye.